Welcome, Tank. Are you ready? Yep. How's I'm sorry, I, I got sidetracked. I just got to work him in the car. I sidetracked uh, talking about the Freemasons <laughs> and the, <laughs> the Cosmos Coffee House with um, uh, that bunch right now. And everyone's like, what, <laughs> what the hell are you guys talking about right now? I'm like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> so funny. It's easy to do that in spaces. It sure is. Like, I, I do it all the time, actually. You hang out with Robo them. Like, I, I get late to my stream all the time because of it. Yeah, I'm going to send out a little, a uh, few DMs, see uh, who wants to pop in and before we get started. But uh, did you go to Jujitsu? I did. I just got done. It was no gi today. So, yeah, got my ass kicked, like always. Kick yeah. somebody's ass, got my ass kicked. It kind of goes hand in hand. Your acronym, what does that stand for? Is that Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? BJJ, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, yeah. Gotcha. That's probably what your friend was talking about. I was like, what the hell are they talking about? Honestly, I get so many DMs, I just skim through them. But in that particular one, it caught my attention. Like, (laughs) I I don't know what it stands for. Let me double check. Yeah, BJJ. I guess, I mean, obviously, uh, that's it. You know, uh, actually, you bring up a good point. I should probably just... uh, Really, just spell it out for because some people don't know what the hell that is. Well, it just made me realize, you know, Twitter space. Uh, so many people from different backgrounds, whether that you're, you know, associated to or not, um, just you know, they they equate it to whatever they're surrounded by, and it's it's kind of funny that way. But I'll, I'm I'm gonna meet myself and uh, send out some invites. All good. All good. I'm here. All right, I'm probably going to get kicked out of the coffee house for shilling. I hate shilling little things here and there, but one of the things I really enjoy talking about is mental health and talking about physical fitness. And every year uh, in February, I do a uh, competition. Usually I keep it in a community discord, mm-hmm. but it, just in general, I hate seeing all these stupid pop. Well, I won't say stupid. I hate seeing all these pop ups that say uh, mental health and just internet hoopla with a occult like um, community that just shares sob stories. Which I this space is going to be pretty raw. You know, don't worry about what you say. It's it's just. In a nutshell, I'm not really the type of person that pops into a space and builds up empathy for you know hearing complaints because we all have um, certain things going on in our lives that we're just giving each other PTSD in those rooms. <laughs> yeah, every, everybody has a story. Everybody has a stop story. I get it. And uh, it's not that I'm not uh, – I, I think I'm with you because it's not that I'm not empathetic to – you know, somebody's plight or, or situation or whatnot, but we all have them. And there's, 
I'm kind of the same mindset. Um, there's like, you know, we, we give power to the things that we decide to give power to, and we can either sit there and sob about it, or we can push ourselves through it uh, and kind of just carry on and make ourselves stronger and reinforce ourselves in that way. It's kind of funny because you say you do it uh, at a certain time every year. I kind of have this thing every year uh, whenever the winter time comes, that's when I get on my ball. Like that's when I get on my A game about my fitness because that's usually when everybody else is getting into a slump, especially uh, with their fitness. And also, you know, it goes hand in hand with their mental well-being as well. So I like to stay a lot more active during the winter time. Um, and I, I usually do pick to do more competitions myself, whether it's Brazilian jiu-jitsu or if it's like getting on stage or, you know, getting on the platform for powerlifting. I, I kind of do the same thing. So it's kind of funny that you said that. Yeah, hardcore, especially like right after like you got Thanksgiving, you got Christmas and like that that um, cool down time of uh, festivities, etc. It's like, OK, yeah, around February is at that uh, epitome of um, short season, um, you know, sads, you know, seasonal um, depression hits in, kicks in. Mm hmm. And I'm seeing people get down in the slumps and regress into themselves where I'm trying to offset it personally because I also have the, the same problem. And I'm like, all right, I got to do something right now because if I regress um, and I'm surrounded by this, then I'm just going to keep adding to what the problem is completely. And yeah, yep. um, fitness competitions, I don't do them anymore because we, we've had on your IBC uh, Twitch stream, you talked a little basis of like how unhealthy that is. I mean, just mm -hmm. when you're competing against yourself, because that's all it is, it's not necessarily putting on a show for other people, but seeing what you're made of, you know, to a certain point. But if you get a loop, it becomes uh, also mentally unhealthy, which is um, body dysmorphia. Um, mm -hmm. we, we tend to surround ourselves with, you know, growing up different media outlets and we only see a certain thing that what beauty is or, you know, fashion is. And we tend to leave that. And when we look in the mirror, cause we see ourselves a certain way, once we look in the mirror, we start picking, nitpicking at every little detail, but that's us. We're so hypercritical and it's just, it's about having a healthy balance between, mental health, physical health, and, you know, what your utility, you know, capabilities are of what your environment that you subject yourself to. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. It's unfortunate. I think a lot of people get caught up in, uh, and it's easy to do so, but a lot of people get caught up in the more unhealthy side of uh, fitness and well-being um, to the point it starts giving them diminishing returns, whether they don't know it, uh, you know, right off the bat, but eventually it starts catching up with them, uh, whether it's their mental well-being, whether it's their overall fitness and they, you know, they start actually hurting themselves instead of doing things that are beneficial. Um, it's a very, very fine line, especially with the way that this uh, society has evolved into uh, a place where we're never perfect, right? Like we're super, like you said, hypercritical of ourselves and we're always judging ourselves versus, you know, what we've seen on social media and, television shows and, and, you know, these role models that are supposed to be out there. Um, you know, it's really funny. Um, and it kind of, I'm kind of segueing, but, uh, growing up, I'm a little bit older than most people. Uh, but you know, in my forties, um, I grew up, I remember watching the old school wrestling, like, of course, being a boy, I thought, you know, the, all the wrestlers back in the day were, you know, they were so like, that was the epitome of health. Like I wanted to be big and strong like that. And all the people that were telling me to eat my Wheaties and, and you know, uh, you know, do my push-ups and eat my vegetables and all that stuff. 
Lo and behold, had a very unhealthy uh, lifestyle and, and they were doing, you know, a lot of drugs to get to those levels. And also to take those drugs, they were taking even more drugs to kind of like stay on that level. And so it, it's, you know, um, as I've grown older, unfortunately, I've learned the hard way. It's a very big eye opener. And, and my focus has definitely shift uh, to a point now where it's like I'm, I'm just so more concerned about having an even kill, uh, uh, you know, baseline of, of, of what I consider to be healthy for me instead of chasing that, you know, I want to be buff. I want to be super strong. I want to be better than everybody else because it's just not attainable. It's not, you know, it's not realistic. What's up, yeah. total corporate? Yeah, um, everybody that I had the room preset to where if they come in, they can choose to have a mic. And if you anytime you want to have a mic and you're already following uh, myself and we're friends, you know, friends, get a mic, foes, stay down. But um, <laughs> oh, gosh, I'm, I'm a little scatterbrained because I'm multitasking right now, not sitting at the desk. But yeah, transition time is the worst time for doing a space. So that's why I'm happy that you're co-hosting with me. But yeah. maybe I'm going to take a pause before I do the ums, ands, filler words and mm -hmm. try to recoup my mindset real quick. <laughs> well, you know, uh, to, uh, if you don't mind, I'll go ahead and take the, the moment because I think uh, and the reason why amongst just being your co-host, uh, Kit, is I think talking about fitness and, and mental well-being, you know, definitely goes hand in hand with, you know, what we, well, at least what I do on a day-to-day -day basis when it comes to investing in crypto and like getting into those wormholes and, and, you know, figuring stuff out and trying to be profitable and all this other stuff. Um, there's a lot of times a lot of that stuff kind of correlates, right? There's a lot of crossover um, when it comes to those two things. And it, it definitely goes hand in hand. If you, if you're, having poor mental health, like you're probably not going to be making the best financial decisions uh, when it comes to your portfolio and investing. And you're also probably also not going to be doing a very good job at researching things because, you know, a lack of sleep and stress and those type of stressors will definitely uh, affect your, uh, this, your capabilities of making uh, good choices. Um, and so yeah, I, money, I, money is, yeah. money is emotional. Uh, oh, people, people don't take off the top because they become emotional. And if they're already in a dystopia uh, place in their mindset of, you know, their self image and so forth, then they're going to be uh, second guessing their uh, financial decisions. I completely agree. Mm -hmm. Yep. 100%. I, I, and it's sort of funny. Um, and, you know, I was actually doing a, a self study of, of sorts, not on myself, but, you know, just kind of quietly working on the scenes because I actually noticed a correlation between not just trading, uh, but just in, in everything uh, from the people that I talk to on a day-to-day -day basis versus, you know, like being online and speaking to people. I, I hate to say it, like in this, because I, I feel like it's all real world. It's, it's funny how people are like, oh, in the real world. I'm like, it's all real world. Um, anyway, but I, I noticed that the, you know, a long time ago for that fact, that a lot of the people that were complaining about their financial positioning or, uh, having struggles to get to that next level or get over a hurdle financially or in their job or whatever it might be, you know, whatever vessel that they were traveling to get to that financial position in their life. Uh, I, I saw a correlation a lot of times between their mental well-being and their overall health. Uh, you know, I'm not, you know, not body shaming or anything like that, but I'm just saying what I've observed is a lot of times that people that were um, overweight or, you know, uh, maybe underweight as well for that matter, uh, you know, had a very hard time committing to the things that they were needing to commit to, to get to that next level financially, whether it was a promotion in their job or like staying, like, you know, I said, like 
researching what might be the best uh, financial position or move for them to make next or whatever it might be, I, I noticed that, that, you know, the people that were very successful, those were the people that were also waking up, you know, at early on or like not making excuses. I, I kind of, uh, I want to catch myself before I say that, you know, there's always like that over grind narrative too, that could be very, very um, not beneficial for a lot of people. But like, you know, the rock, like how he talks about, like I wake up at four o'clock in the morning and I make no excuses. I find a time to get my fitness in my, you know, my health and wellness in uh, before I go to the office or before I go to the set. And there's a lot of people in that mindset, which again, I will agree. And I will say uh, there is a slippery slope to that as well, but there's a grind that I see very successful people take up upon themselves uh, each and every day on top of like, you know, that, that, that regular professional trader or career that they have that help them be more successful in that professional setting. And so like, it, you know, yeah, I just, I guess I kind of want to just kind of go down that rabbit hole. It's like, it's amazing where you see those people who just completely ignore and they just grind out their job. They stay at their job from four o'clock in the morning to like late at night because they're trying to like, you know, that grind mindset that, that social media has put out there. Like you got to put in the work to get to that next level where they have no social interaction. They have no like physical um, time to take care of themselves or even their mental well-being or get sleep and stuff like that, that are just really holding them back. They're almost handcuffing themselves uh, for not making room to take care of those, you know, underlying conditions that they have. Go ahead. Kim. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you, I mean, you just touched it on you know, the, the nail on the head, but to the, I was going to say, it's like it, when you hear these like motivational talks it, in trying to apply them, what we see to the motivator, we're like, okay, we see the start to finish, but nothing in between. And we mm -hmm. equate that to our own process. Like, oh, why is it so hard? We're going to end up quitting. No, it's about trying to create a healthy habit, being on a set schedule, because habituals is, it will take at least 19 to 20 days, 21 days, sorry, to create a habit, but mm -hmm. in general to refresh your batteries, to recover as well as to get your sleep patterns in as, uh, with the technology and the type of, uh, you know, uh, fast food industry, you know, because we're always on the go. Uh, it's hard to have a schedule that is set for yourselves, for your time, whether it's workout, your sleep, and when you work, and when it's playtime. But after 30 days of being consistent, you create new, new neural pathways, not just talking about your brain, but your body, to where mm -hmm. these things will be, um, you know, under the id, the ID of your frontal lobe, to where you're able to just, it becomes easier. And then mm -hmm. also, the one thing is, people get stuck in a routine consistently to where it's not giving them the same effect it's you know exercise mental health you can be your own self-drug and it can be for your own benefit or your own downfall to where you have to have it switched up every now and then yeah totally totally agree uh, i know we have total incorporated madden here as well like i, I think uh, a few of them actually do uh, also a lot of physical activity and stuff like that and you know, if you guys ever want to chime in, just like Kate said, you guys can just jump on in here because I think it's something that a lot of people don't talk about for whatever reason. Um, but I, th I think honestly, like I know for me, I go through these moments, like, like we were talking about earlier, right? Between you and I, uh, we, we have times in the year that we like just push forward and we get extra, uh, you know, focused on, on our stuff. But I, I find like looking back in hindsight, 
whenever I'm consistent with, you know, my jujitsu or my, my workouts and all this other stuff, I'm more profitable. I'm more successful in everything that I'm doing in those moments of, of my life. And I've also been able to look back and go, you know, when I've slumped out or when I've, you know, when COVID hit and stuff like that, I saw like there was, there was a moment where it was like, fuck man, like I wasn't being productive. And you know, there's other reasons for that probably that weighed in on it, but it was very, very easy to spot. And so I think it's a, uh, a topic that, you know, regardless if it doesn't catch on that, like I think Kit, like I would love to keep hosting these to kind of make people more aware of how this would be beneficial for them, not just physically and mentally, but also financially. It goes hand in hand and it really does. Like you can't have one without the other, in my humble opinion. I mean, I guess you can. Sometimes some people get lucky, but usually the average person, like it just, it, it just, it's something that just has so much crossover. Well, I mean, the new age of Renaissance people are uh, coming to terms where we have the, it's the age of information where we're able to um, be swung every direction. But what good is a mind if you're just a vegetable? Yeah. If you can get what I'm saying. Yeah. Nope. I totally agree. I totally agree. So it's, it's really, really critical that I think people make time for themselves. You know, I, I, I do... Oh, I, I'm not trying to say I'm like the busiest person alive, but sometimes I definitely feel like I'm the busiest person along, uh, alongside of my wife, who is much busier than myself. Uh, but like, you know, there's it's no matter what your life looks like or what your, whatever your schedule looks like, there's always time to make room for yourself. And if you're if you, if you really don't feel like there's any time for you to do that, you need to reassess what you're doing on your day to day basis, I think in order for you to kind of like make room for yourself because, you know, I, I, it, like you said, not a lot of people are doing so. They, they think that they're doing beneficial things, but you know, they don't even like, you don't know you're a zombie until you're told like, or shown that you're a zombie. Or like you said, you don't know your, your mind's a vegetable until you get, you take that pill and then you recognize like you've been plugged into that matrix for so long. Um, but yeah, like I just, you know, I'm encouraging people like, make room. I wake up at four o'clock every fucking day. And yes, it seems weird, but I also go to sleep at like, you know, nine 30, 10 o'clock, no matter what. And if I don't like go to sleep, I'm laying down, not looking at a screen, like either reading or doing something, you know, of, of that nature. Um, but like, yeah, there's, I just think there's, you know, I hear those excuses all the time, like you were saying earlier. And it's just, I don't want to say it, it irks me, but there is no excuse. Like, there's always time to make room for yourself. Exactly, exactly. And when people have those excuses and then they fester on it, like I said, habituals, it's more or less like uh, the old saying, how can you fill from empty cup? That means mm -hmm. your energy, your time, and your priorities are put in the wrong areas. Mm -hmm. It's, re as you said, reassessment. Reassess, and you're not applying majority of your time to yourself because oh you have all these responsibilities that people are relying on you well uh what are you doing for yourself because what happens to you yep. what happens to them if something happens to you so that right there is where people have to like really hunker down like oh my god yeah or, oh they, my gosh <laughs> <laughs> no, no 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 like you said now we say whatever here um no i i totally agree like you know uh I, you have, I have kids now, uh, you know, they're, they're getting a little older. So soon they'll hopefully be at that point where they will be able to kind of take care of themselves and all that stuff. But you know, that, that doesn't matter. Like they're not 18 years. Then like, you know, my wife and all this stuff. It's like, there's other people that the light. It's funny. Cause I think a lot of people just live in their bubble and their selfish bubble. It's like, 
what about me? What about this? What about like, how am I providing? Like I got to grind out, but like, there's a flip side to that too. You got to look at the other people that are closest in, in your inner circle and see how they're viewing your life as well. Like if you're not around physically because your mental or your physical health is being ignored, like what benefit is that going to be five years from now when you die off? Like, you know, and it could happen to anybody when we get to, I, and it's so funny when people think that they're so immortal, like when you get to 30 and above guys, that's the, that's the level and ladies, that's the level where all kinds of shit happens. Like <laughs> all kinds of shit happens. So we need to start addressing that stuff. Um, it's super, super important. And it's super profitable when you start doing that. Yeah, I end up uh, telling people like little little tidbits here and there about, you know, what happens of age 30, that uh, after the age of 30, for every 10 years, you start to um, have decomposition to your, your cell counts because your mm -hmm. cell can only splice itself so many times. But you also shrink about half an inch uh, every 10 years after the age 30. I know I'm shrinking. I used to be 6'1". I'm telling you, I bought a lot of powerlifting and all that stuff with my spine being compressed. I'm sure I hadn't, no, uh, didn't help me at all. But I, sw I swear, I'm like holding on to six feet for dear life. I'm like, they're not getting any shorter. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, also, man. you, you, a lot of people don't know this, and you know, I'm, I'm pretty candid with i just don't throw information about myself out into the space unless i'm asked but this is my space damn it and not mm -hmm. my space with tom uh <laughs> i miss my space i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna <laughs> but, lie i wish people would bring back my my playlist okay oh yeah actually i, wanna... <laughs> I, I just went on my space probably a couple years ago and just uh had to go through all the not kyc but the verification process that they had to remove all of my past history because i just don't want to see that shit and i don't yeah. want to keep finding it no you're fine i mean i i know by asking you to come in and co-host that we would probably go a little bit backwards and sideways and whatnot but uh yeah talking about age and so forth is like your kids see see you, you 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 can say things to them, but you live through by example, and that's another story. Mm -hmm. It's not even if people out there that have kids. It's it's more or less you know who's looking up to you, you know what type of uh, positive, cash. Um, uh, model are you going to portray yourself as? It's not even being fake. It's like uh, the people that you associate yourself to, and you're talking about. Um, the you know financials and and people that you equate to in the '90s. There was a few studies by like Scientific American magazine. Um, there was a few studies about people that became productive individuals with training their minds of being patients. You know the marshmallow study versus um, mm -hmm. you take the top three people that you're associated to, um, and you end up uh, median their or averaging their income cost and that's mm -hmm. who you are and it's like that's really interesting it doesn't mean surround yourself around people that are you know whales it's more or less who do you actually associate yourself to who do you relate to do you want to you know have self-improvement and better yourself and become a different you know a beautiful butterfly it's a stupid analogy but or do you want to stay where you are you like i said before your comfort level of your modalities your environment all will make you who you are and you want to be able to always ever grow yep yeah absolutely and when you think about that right like 
children, like we're go back to your first point, like children and being a good role model, your children are sponges. Like whether you like to think that they are maybe not picking up on those little small things that maybe your vices that you do, maybe you drink a little bit or maybe you smoke some weed every once in a while. And like you think that they're not smelling it or seeing it, or maybe you swear a lot. I swear a lot. And it's like definitely one of my shortcomings for sure. Um, but you know, they, they pick up on that. It's not to say that it's in, like bad, you know, everything in moderation and stuff like that. And you do you, whatever. Um, but they do like, you know, and your, your children are going to start seeing your habits and start being products, uh, whole, you know, of that. And unfortunately, so some of them break away from that and you know, whatnot, but like they, they do, they, 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 they absorb all of that stuff through years and years and years of watching you and your habits and what you, and if they see you not actually taking care of your physical and mental well being, like, guess what? Your kids are probably going to be the same way, like more, more likely than not. And, you know, maybe some of them get that little uh, off ramp and they take another direction and they, you know, take care of themselves or whatever. And it's good for them, but you see it out there in society. Like it's just a, it's, you know, I'm not, I guess I am saying it and I'll fuck it. Fuck it. I'll just say it. But look around the reason why kids are, you know, having the issues that they have, it, you know, we could blame it on back and forth, but it goes back to first off and foremost, the house structure and, and the parents or their lead structure, whether they have parents or not, the, the, the adult figure in their life, setting that example for them, whether it's financial, whether it's physical, whether it's mental, uh, like you have to be that example. And then also, like you were saying, I think that is absolutely true. You are, again, just like your kids, a product of your environment, the people that you surround yourself with. So if you're just sitting there being an echo chamber of, uh, uh, you know, like self-pity or woe is me or whatever, guess what? You're going to fucking, you're just going to mirror the things that surround you. Like it's just, it's in our DNA. It's in our fiber of who we are as human beings. We're, we're, we, we, we mimic our surroundings. We start to adopt uh, and adapt to our surroundings. And so if everything is woe is me around you, well, guess what? You're going to be one of those woe is me people that probably have a really hard time breaking free and getting out of that little pit that you're digging for yourself. But, you know, if you're surrounding yourself with people who push you mentally, physically, you know, and then, like you said, it doesn't necessarily have to be wells because also you want to be kind of realistic. And, you know, if you're making $20,000 a year, it's going to be probably really hard to find a well to be hugging onto. And then, you know, blah, 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 blah. I don't want to get into that. But if you're surrounding yourselves with people who are physically you know, rooting you on or pushing you forward to be better or to push your boundaries or your, of your comfort level. Uh, and then also pushing your thought processes of what like you find acceptable or what you deem uh, acceptable in life. Like, you know, that's, it's, it's highly beneficial. Don't like, one of the biggest things that I tell people that watch my channel, right. Is it's like, well, actually it's a saying that I, it's like, all I provide is food for thought for people to digest so that they can use it for their nourishment in their financial future, whether it's long-term investing and or trading, it's just food for thought. But if like, if you always just go with what you already agree with, well, guess what? That's not doing you. It's not challenging you. That's not expanding your mindset. That's not grow. Like you said, as we get older, like, you know, fuck, we're, we've got to fight against uh, ourselves decomposing on every like fucking level, mental, physically, like in like to our atoms, no pun intended with the cosmos ecosystem, like down to those small micro things in our body. Like we got to fight it. And, and, and you're not doing so if everything is always like, you're only going to like what you want to hear. Like, Oh, look, I don't agree with that. If you don't even want to hear them out, like you're not doing yourself a favor at all. 
Sorry, I'm ranting there. No, I I appreciate it because I mean that the metaphor of just saying like, okay, you have a goldfish, you put it in a tank, it's gonna get big, but it's gonna stop growing until you move it to a larger tank. Same mm-hmm. as plants, they're eventually gonna die off. You know, the root mm-hmm. system takes out all the nourishment that it can grow, and you have to replenish that, and you have to remove yourself from a toxic toxic situation. Um, it's easier said than done. And I'm going to give a little example of a little bit of backstory to me. It's like, okay, Tank, well, I'm a little bit older than you, I found out. Uh, most yes! People think, <laughs> <laughs> most people think that I, I'm in my 20s. Well, take you know, double that, and there you got me, probably. But <laughs> the, 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 whole, the whole thing is like, I come from a time frame and the era and not giving like the whole little situation like, oh, I'm a minority, double minority because I'm not a Caucasian and I'm not a male. But um, the true story is in the 70s, women were just allowed to have banks, bank accounts. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even after it became legalized in what, what year was it, like 75, 77? Mm-hmm. There was still there, a little yeah, bit yeah. of, yeah, it was still a little bit of animosity. In the same time frame, it was uh, a looked down upon to have like mixed ethnic groups to be seen together um, mm-hmm. in relationships and family homestead and so forth and yada yada and what the media was always pushing out was one direct narrative of males had the money um, women which you know makeup and everything was cookie cutter and that was the mindset that I was in, and I didn't grow until I removed myself. And I didn't complain. I'm not complaining now about it, but it's just, re- you know, reassessing. You know, mm-hmm. we have these life experiences to reflect upon and what went wrong and how can we do better. So that that's my whole point in that. Yeah, no, no I totally agree. And uh, it's really funny. I can re- actually relate that. I'm the, a bit ethnic as well. Um, you know, <laughs> my mother is just that stereotypical little Asian lady. She's salt and pepper hair, really, really short. Like you would never, if you saw, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's where you get all your grades and stuff like that from. But like my father is straight up Caucasian. And like to this day, even uh, I have one grand- grandparent left. It's my grandmother. But like, I remember, you know, and I would hear stories and still somewhat still see it, you know, even even to this day. Uh, like my, even my grandmother was like, you know, she would call my mother pineapple princess right in front of me. And it's like, you know, I, that's kind of like, <laughs> what the fuck? But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I remember my mother them. You know, we grew up in Hawaii. Uh, they, it was kind of, I don't, my, my parent, my dad wasn't really like that with my mother um, because they they worked more as a team and a unit. Like my mother was the secretary for my father's office and all this other stuff. So she kind of had a little bit more exposure into that. But I still remember seeing and watching like, women back then having to kind of not ask, but like, it was kind of like you're tiptoeing around, like you're going to go to the bank. You got to get your husband's money. It's like, <laughs> anyway, no, no, no. I, so yeah, I, you can't, and by the way, you, there's no way you can't be too much older than me, but still I'm happy that you are older than me. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's refreshing. Wait, yes. Actually, Chris over here, who's as a listener, he's actually older than me. So I'm like super happy. I'm like, yes! nice. Awesome. <laughs> It's always funny so, when you find somebody older than yourself. You're like, yes, I'm not the old person here. Yes. But yeah, the, it, just in general, like we all have different backgrounds, all stories. And, you know, is it's it, stories should be 
you know, caveats to learn from and uh, pass on, not to use it as a, you know, heated remark and make people feel bad for themselves and, and all that, you know, that that's the, that's the problem in society that we have today. And, and even though it's been, what, it's 20, it's been over 40 years, uh, we're, we're still having the issue talking about finances, let alone talking about, you know, traditional finances, let alone talking about uh, regular uh, blockchain technology and crypto assets as finances and portfolio makeups. And it's because in society, people's confidence levels are reduced down. And whether it's mental health or physical health and so forth, it's just, it, it just blows my mind. I don't know why I can't bring Chris up here. Can you do it? I, I just try to. Maybe he'll have to pull out and come back. But um, yeah, I'm. I really, really want to get Flex February into like a regular uh, session, if possible, uh, just to talk. And I was hoping that we'd have more people share stories. But usually Friday, it might nights, be the time. Yeah, it might yeah. be the time. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Friday nights, people go more into the demon hours and Eastern time after 7 p.m. is when we get more people to participate. Usually while they're at work, they don't want to really share too much. And I figure LOA law of averages where people start to listen in, um, might touch some chords and make them want to uh, open up a little bit more. Uh, the mm-hmm. telegram uh, I created, I'm getting so many DMs, but in general, people just don't want to put themselves out there because that's one thing. Uh, in We've been taught, you know, fine. It's rude to talk about finances. It's rude to talk about ourselves or, you know, there should, well, the old school, you have either generation X, which is us or, yeah, <laughs> or whatever, uh, what comes after generation, generation Z, where there's no median of trying to bring the, the school's thoughts together. But yeah, there is just, nobody wants to feel vulnerable in a space. Yeah. So true. What's up, Chris? Uh, not much. I got called out. I'm not sure. <laughs> Sounds like Kit's been doing OSIN on me. <laughs> but I got exactly how old I am. That's interesting. No, I'm not. I'm not going to say anything else. I'm going to let you speak for yourself right now. But uh, you came. You came in a little midsection segue where we we're just talking about uh, what fit February. Uh, basically means whether it's uh, financial portfolios, mental health, and so forth. Chris, I think you were also in my Enneagram space because that's another uh, factor is talking, you know, thinking about how we process our information um, and who we associate ourselves to to help our uh, mental growth. Uh, a lot of times, if you statistic-wise, men are a little bit more bullish when it impulsive not bullish impulsive when it comes to financial trades and so forth based off the confidence level which um tank was talking about earlier about like just a general study and it doesn't have to be uh, a binary thing it is just overall trying to have people flower out from so do you have any personal stories you like to i'm putting you on the spot like to share um i mean yeah i mean in general men are uh, if you're talking about like a bell curve, men are less risk adverse, I guess, is how I usually see it in studies. Um, I can't speak to that on a financial level because everything that I've ever tried to do, like financially, is it hasn't been a disaster. It just has been over. I'm sorry, under, underwhelming. So I can't really speak to that. Maybe I should be. Maybe I should be less risk adverse. 
um, you know, maybe that would work out better for me. I'm, I'm not really sure, but, uh, yeah, like, um, I'm sorry. I kind of went off on a tangent there. We're all about tangents. We're perfectly fine. <laughs> to give you a quick reset, recuperate, woo-saw. Just rub your earlobes, woo-saw. But uh, just in, in general, like you, you really, you know, I get stuck in my head a lot of times and I think about, okay, I think about where everybody else is coming from in a logical standpoint and try to make sense of it all. If it doesn't make sense that I'm kind of selfish with my energy and I just like, yeah, screw it. I don't want to be a part of it. And I make that judgment call. It's not judgment as in a negative way, but it's just like, I don't want to be associated to it where I got to also stop that because I have reduced empathy, but that's talking about me. I'll stop that. Where I just try to come to the, the, the disposition of other people when they have their self doubts and they're a little bit more emotional. I try to come up with okay the time frame that they grew up in and where they could have been growing up into for the household and who they're associated to because constant stress uh, triggers to constant um, naysayers will tend to reduce their ability to make a risk assessment for themselves financially, um, they're going to stop and guess to where they're going to FOMO themselves. Uh, we've heard of, you know, FOMO all the time, but we don't understand how that, you know, how that looks. And that's the explanation for the buildup. And we don't, the whole point of February is, you know, all the, all the above and trying to surround yourself about people that can lift each other up. Not because we're trying to build, boost someone's um, ego, but we're trying to just boost, you know, the, the good habits and just ignore the bad habits. Yeah. Like leverage um, their, their good qualities, you know, you know, keep, push each other up, you know, like, yeah, that's, that sounds good. Yeah. Speaking from like more, People that people that are more negative. I mean, I try to not. I do my best um, to kind of push them out of that, and you know, like not so much to distract them, but to maybe kind of open their eyes and see that like a lot of what what they're concerned about. Um, I'm not saying it's not real. I mean, like I don't really surround myself with people that are delusional, but uh, um, how coloring your perceptions and and your past can. Uh, kind of screw you over right um i can i can see that a lot with myself too but um i've also lost a lot of patience with people over time because um in the past i've been too forgiving of toxic behavior and you know like and men and women you know like uh and i just won't do it anymore like if if it's I, I won't just like ghost somebody, but uh, if, if it becomes clear that there's like a progression going on there or they've become more and more toxic or more and more negative and I can't like help, help them out of it, then I'm just not going to associate with those people because, you know, like I still have to think of me in the situation too. Like I want to help people, but I'm, I'm not going to do it at the cost uh, of uh, myself. You know, I used yeah, to do that. You got to self-preservate yourself. Yeah, you, you definitely have to at some point protect yourself. I mean, I think we've all been there before where it's, you know, you, you're there to try to inspire. And I, I know I used to be a, you know, uh, a strength coach and, and all this other stuff, but there's just some people where, you know, I, sometimes I have to fire clients or even, even not just health and fitness and stuff like that, but you have to fire clients because 
it's just not beneficial for you anymore. And it becomes more of a detriment to your everyday life. So, you know, it's unfortunate, but there is uh, a fine line between like, you know, preserving your own well-being versus, you know, trying to be helpful. So, yeah, it's like they're playing a different game. They're playing a game that's like, how can I use this person instead of how can I be better? And as soon as I realize that, I'm fucking taillights. I, yeah. I don't fuck around with that. Ever. Yeah, it was about the kid. Well, like a lot of people, are, that's what Kit was saying earlier. Like, you know, there's those those echo chambers of just like, oh, pity me, pity me, pity. And they, they're, all they're doing is they're there to, like, you know that saying, misery loves company. They're just trying to make you as miserable as them. And so that they can backpack, you could backpack their load. And then, you know, you know, when it gets too heavy and stuff like that, like it's just, it's a very unhealthy relationship. Uh, and unfortunately, those kind of people are just those kind of people where it's like, they have to learn by either touching the hot pot or like, you know, going through whatever they're going to need to go through that first heart attack or that, you know, that mental breakdown or whatever it is. And it's just unfortunate, but you know, that's, it's just the time and I, I, it's so much more because I think it's just the time in the, the society that we live in now, you know, the TVs, the ads, the everything. It's just so hyper, 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 hyper everything. And it's just, it's not healthy. Are you trying to say that we, uh, we live in a society full of narcissists? That's crazy. Yeah. Why, why would you ever <laughs> Capitalism at its best. Right now we're in a soft capitalist or soft communist environment. What happens when capitalists end up uh, hitting its peak? It becomes Marxism, which is communism. Yep. 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 So it's socialism all the way down. <laughs> exactly. So I, I mean, uh, taking a little step further is more or less uh, just thinking that reset really sounds uh, applicable. What, like the Great Reset? Yeah. Well, I, I, I put a few tweets out here and there about like financials, and I usually hide them between. Tw- trolling tweets to where um finn he cracked me up he's like Whoa. it's like you're actually smart how come you get grifted so much I'm like because i'm a troll <laughs> but it, just in general it's like uh, we're, yeah it, we're, we're talking about like all the things in the background you know things that work up to for the history basically of uh you know socratic talk of like the situations that we're in today of how it goes hand in hand fitness and financials and so forth. But um, yeah, I, I problem is I feel silly going with a little bit of a background story on me, but the, we hear little things here and there. And in between this, the time, and the space of a story, we can't as individuals pick and choose because we don't have that judgment in our head that a uh, boundary built up to find what information is good and which one should be just not stored in our minds. Right. We all take it in, don't we? All of it. I think there's actually some utility to like just shit stirring and shit posting because, you know, I feel like that's kind of like a little mini reset. People look at that. They may laugh, but they're also thinking about it, aren't they? Well, a lot of times people don't think about 
or a lot of times people aren't hearing the words others say. Uh, and there was another uh, psychological study done by a surgeon general on you know people's psych- psychosis. On you're listening to a conversation, but in reality, as you're listening, you're not absorbing the words, and you're thinking about your next thing that you're going to say. And um, I, I also want to do a shout out to Rip over there. Michael, if you want to take a mic and jump up on, up here, we can um, interrogate you. Let's do that. <laughs> but yeah, the the hardship is also when it comes to finance, not finance, sorry, when it comes to fitness is we, I, I keep reiterating, we don't see the median process. We see start to finish and we redistribute our old wins without the failures. And that gives a false narrative to people's mindset. Like when they experience it themselves, they don't know how to take it emotionally. It's all backloading and front loading. It's all like, um, you know, purge diets and just crazy shit that because they want results fast. And I have some sympathy for that kind of thinking. It just doesn't fucking work. It's not sustainable, right? Yeah, I mean, just in general, is that it's a habitual issue that we need to stop, and we got to stop shaming people for being open and honest with themselves, because eventually that habit that you're portraying for other people uh, reflects onto you when you're just by yourself. That's all that matters. Hey, Michael, what's up? What's going on, guys? I um, I'm ready for an interrogation. Didn't expect it, but I'm here for it. Fuck yeah. Are you you now or have you ever been on a keto diet? Yes. Yeah, me too. So, uh, yes, uh, uh, to the first part of that. I'm not currently on it, but I have done it. I have been on many different fad diets, um, which are not sustainable for my general um, lifestyle. But for like a quick show, I have been on it. Unfortunately, you know, things, it's not cookie cutter. Uh, I have different health issues. Other people have different health issues. And you should always consult an expert or someone that has a little bit more experience because academia does not necessarily go hand in hand with experience. But uh, keto dieting, for me, I actually have high blood pressure. I reversed um, being a diabetic. And for a show, I actually suffered a stroke because I ketoed too long. Yeah, you get into that fucking keto is dangerous. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, I ended up looking like Skeletor. My, my ex at the time, she made me stop. Yeah, so uh, is that the interrogation? Just the keto question? <laughs> I <I'm, I'm... laughs> We're we just sharing. Sh- I thought. I thought. Sh- I, was like, I, I want to hear stories. I, I want to hear stories where you learn from them. What's the worst thing you've ever done in your life? Keto. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I was thinking I was getting. I don't know. I heard interrogation. I'm thinking like, what well, could be the questions? Um, um, well, yeah. first, what did you eat last night? How come you didn't do your check-in with me? I did I see that you're trying yeah, trying out your planking. I don't know. I looked at your. Te- I was honestly on Telegram uh, earlier, and I was like, I don't. I can't comment in the Telegram. I'm just in the chat, but it's all it says like muted or something. 
There's no like I, I don't get to message. Oh, actually, because gotcha. Yeah, okay. there's no like writing capabilities. Is that is that just me or is that like everyone? Like the flex February, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I gotta double check with I, everyone. Um, um, I can and only fix that. I can only read. I'm not able to comment in there because I actually was looking at it like because you asked like what'd you eat or something. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna tell you what I ate, and I was like, oh, I can't tell anyone what I ate because I'm muted. <laughs> But All right, I'm gonna go on Telegram. And I will. Fix that. I will tell you guys what I ate last night. Um, last night, I had a wrap that was called Inferno, which is just basically it was like a chicken southwestern without the like kick, and I had a half of a uh, protein smoothie, and maybe maybe like a snack. I'm not sure. Can't remember that far. Sounds really good. Yeah. Meals have titles. I, mean, I will. I will. Well, that's because I got it made. I went to the. Um, there's a, a grocery store out here. I live in LA. Um, called the Mothers, and it's actually a pretty legit. Um, it's kind of like a knockoff Whole Foods in a sense, but they have a bunch of deals on some of the foods. So it's like weird. It's like Sprouts, where you could pay a lot of money or you could pay like very little money depending on the items that you get. And um, it's a really good one, this mother's place. Anyways, uh, yeah. Um, but as far as fitness and health and all that, it's something that I'm, uh, you know, I kind of just like live live that like lifestyle. So it's pretty standard for me uh, to to kind of talk about or to just uh, share insights or, or participate in. I mean, I've never uh, knock on wood or just by my nature had to deal with any type of fitness issues really, like whether it was, worrying about my health from like, you know, what I'm eating. Uh, I've always kind of been able to eat what I want, but I choose to eat fairly healthy. And uh, I go to the gym regularly. So for me, it's not really a thing, but I do it to to stay mentally and physically sharp. And uh, I think that's what's most important. Uh, speaking of toxicity, we were talking about that earlier. How long have you been going to Whole Foods? I don't go to Whole Foods, actually. Um, I go to this, this is like a knockoff Whole Foods called Mother's. It's just near me. Um, no, I mean, actually, I, I do go to Whole Foods uh, once in a blue moon because my wife get, gets these coupons that uh, there's a site and you can get kind of free uh, items that they want you to test out. And a lot of them happen to be at Whole Foods. So every now and then we'll go to Whole Foods and like collect all of the, the different ones that we have. Um, but I don't shop at Whole Foods. If anything, I'm a, I'm, yeah, a trader, a... I'm a Trader Joe's maxi. <laughs> I, you know, the the one thing is, it's not necessarily about brand named um, places to go shop at, and the price of food has been going up immensely. But it's, um, you know, the ideas that you try to meal plan and eat certain uh, things for what your workout schedule is. Uh, how does that look for you? Because I, I know that you've been pretty active. Um, you do a lot more cardio than I would do. I'm my tr- tradition now is more into uh, high impact training intervals or high impact interval training hits, um, just to because for me, like in between work sets and stuff, I'll I'll take a break and I have X amount of hours to or time to get my workout in, get my uh, heart rate up to a certain amount for maximizing my metabolism, and uh, with little injury and then get back to work so for you uh how how does that usually work out for you yeah for me i uh i'm routinely in the gym uh five times a a week 
maybe once on the weekend and I mix in, uh, I don't do too much cardio to be honest, but I try to do a little bit more than I, than I have. I guess it depends what you're looking for uh, to achieve, right? For me, it's more about staying lean uh, and in just kind of like very nimble shape. So I, I spend uh, each day of the week kind of focused on different areas. Um, like Monday, I'm always working out my chest. Tuesday, uh, I'll do legs. Um, Wednesday, arms, shoulders. Uh, Thursday, back. Friday, kind of general cardio. I do abs kind of throughout the whole process every day. Uh, for the most part. And then, uh, you know, I mix up the type of cardio I do, whether it's running, biking, um, jump roping, and then I always hit the sauna and the cold plunge. So that's kind of like, it. it's honestly pretty routine, but I, I try to change up the specific exercises that I'll do um, every now and then, because obviously they won't have as much of a, you know, value prop if I just do the same thing. So I'm always trying to like, you know, make it a little bit better. But um, yeah, I'm a big believer in being uh, pliable. So plyometrics and stretching and uh, keeping your body kind of rubber bandy, I think is, uh, there's no question in my mind, very important. And like the high impact um, or high interval training is, is very important. So I 100% always do that. That's way more valuable than just kind of slow meandering stuff. So those would be like the things I do. And then of course, when you, you know, you do that and you, you merge it with a fairly healthy diet, um, you're really pretty good. I don't, I don't want to say diet, more like fairly healthy lifestyle and just kind of eating relatively decent foods. Um, you're good to go. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I get to the point where like food, I look forward to it, not like a craze, like a addiction for gluttony but more or less if you can have a really good workout and you crave something that's at base core and you're not you you know you know how you start preparing your your mise en place and you just said take a bite of something and it just makes your brain tingle and the endorphins kick in you know you had a good workout yeah like um i finish every workout with you know about 30 minutes in the uh in the in the sauna session so i'll do like about 20 minutes there about five to 10 minutes sitting in the cold plunge. And um, yeah, the benefits are just, yeah, I mean, they're really immeasurable because mentally you get really, really, uh, you know, you get a lot of value and then physically your body recovers uh, really well. So um, you got to take care of yourself in different ways, but obviously each, each person is going to be unique in what your outcome or you're trying to achieve and also body type styles, health. So, you know, you got to know yourself first before you can really deal with it. But I mean, to be fair, I've been someone that's been taking my fitness, you know, seriously uh, for, you know, over a decade. So, um, you know, start slow, I, I, start slow, right? And then get somewhere is the key. Yes, I love everything you just said, because everybody is different. You can't take the same workouts, you can't take the same diets. And um, I actually had um, I, I kind of trolled uh, Tank in a live stream, and he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because I was talking about people being born and genetic-wise with uh, missing tendons and so forth. I was like, that's a deformation. I'm like, no, no, it's evolution. Um, you, you see pets, you know, because they live less and, or less amount of years, and you see that they, they grow smaller and smaller custom, even though they're purebred, to fit their environment. And humans are starting to now... Uh, have a lack because 
uh, tendons are the type two muscle twitch fibers of a muscle that can grow into, but we have the absence of uh, certain tendons, uh, like a fourth tendon muscular buildup into our femur, femoral muscle groups, uh, quads, and also with our uh, secondary tendon and our wrist. Because we, as humans, are no longer in need to be able to pull up our body weight. We are no longer needing to um, be nomads to maneuver. We're in vehicles all the time. To where our, depending on your genetic makeup uh, and your metabolic rate just through genetics, is going to be a key factor in what your nutritional needs are, what you're capable of, to where you can't just look at somebody like, okay, I want to look like that because... Unfortunately, it's in your genetics too. Hey, Kit, I just wanted to know. I wanted to say I appreciate all that you do. I love uh, connecting, especially. I know this is one of the first times I talked to you in the chat, but I'll definitely try to drop in more. I've got a meeting right now I have to run to, but um, I really love the conversation and the, and the fitness focus and the health and stuff. And so it's nice to chat with everyone. Um, and I will definitely try to chat more uh, when I have a chance. But I got to run. So take care, everyone. Have a good day. Take care, Rip. Uh, Tank, how much time did you have uh, allotted for this? Because I, I normally I don't try to swing this too long. Um, I usually hold my spaces for a one hour segment and roughly 30 minutes after for uh, more uh, conversations. Yeah, I got about like another 20 minutes or so. I usually do like an hour or two. It's all good. Good. Uh, good. But yeah, I, I think I, I liked what he was saying. Um, you know, for me personally, like I do a lot of strength training uh, and I get a lot of my cardio, obviously with doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu just about every freaking day. Um, and it's like a whole different kind of level of, uh, of cardio, to be honest with you. And so I feel like I get a lot of that. I feel like it's, I feel like it's hit. And then I also feel like sometimes it's like a slow and steady cardio pace too. It's at, at, depending on how you're rolling. Uh, but I find a lot of benefit of that. And, uh, you know, I do I, basically everything he was saying. I do a lot of the same things. And I, it's really funny because we were talking about before, like how certain individuals, and I'm just going to assume like, you know, that he's uh, in his day-to-day -day life and his professional, you know, he's, you know, hopefully pretty well off. It sounds like he's got a structure. Most people that have structures, especially with their fitness routines, uh, also seem to have structures with their professional life as well. And so like, it, it's really just kind of funny listening to him. It's like, yeah, that's exactly what we were talking about before. Like when you have those game plans set and you kind of adhere to them and you live by those rules of engagement where you're like, you know, you eat well, you train hard and, you know, you, you do what you need to do in your professional career. Like shit just gets easier. It's just, you know, like you were saying, you form those habits and, and it just, you start seeing success all around you better. Sorry, I, I'm I'm trying to figure out Telegram uh, to make sure everyone. It worked can for actually... me, by the way. I well, yeah, I have you as a min administrator, and I'm okay. trying to I try to make it so people were being more anonymous because certain people just, as I said before, don't want to be completely open um, and put all their stuff out there to where it can pin on them and someone can body shame. But um, I I do I because. 
I'm trying to just mess with it, but I'll mess with it when I'm office space so that way I'm not being distracted. But yes, definitely. And, and like for me, I had bad inflammation, um, previous history, health history and issues that I don't want to give excuses over, but I try to fit it in my day and I break it up. But I don't necessarily do every single day because DOM sets in, which is delayed onset of uh, muscular syndrome, which is your lactic acid buildup. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So I'm just one giant freaking large tendon. Um, My genetic disposition is that uh, fortuitous is that I have from both my haplo and paternal uh, genetics, I've been gifted the fast twitch muscle fiber um, that's in uh, elite athletes, which means I metabolize food very, very well. But at the same time, if I don't stay moving, then and even when I move, I will tend to have constant micro tears. Micro tears are good in the sh- uh, short term. Uh, that's how you get your gains. However, it will uh, you get humans ferment, which is called lactic acid, and that tends to cause all the that achy pain. So for me, I'm constantly trying to hydrate. I'm trying to eat foods, reduce the, the my carb count, which break down into sugars, um, because that can cause a lot of that as well. So self care is definitely needed for me on my R&R days. Um, that also includes a lot of people think heat packs help. Well, heat packs help for feeling and getting that mobility in. However, for lactic acid buildup and recovery, uh, cold works. And you always want to do about, you know, alternate hot, cold, hot, cold. So you want to do 20 minutes on, 20 minutes off, and, 20, you know, alternating hot, cold, hot, cold for recovery. I forget. I can't. That's a very interesting conversation uh, because for myself, and, and I, again, I know it's different strokes, different folks, but I wish I remembered the name of the doctor who first came up with the ice therapy thing. I cannot remember it for the life of me, uh, but it's, did you ever read or uh, see his um, his findings now where he kind of basically retracted the whole ice therapy uh, saying that it's actually not as beneficial for muscle recovery and for actual just general recovery with inflammation or whatnot, because you're basically cutting off uh, the body's natural reaction uh, to adapt to whatever you know damages or, or, or things that you're kind of going through. I damn it, I cannot remember. And I'm walking around my house, so I'm not at my computer, uh, what it was. But maybe we can talk about that at another time or whenever we do this next time. Uh, because we, I, as, a strength, as a strength athlete, a lot of people, like when we would go through powerlifting routines, I competed at a pretty high level uh, when it comes to powerlifting. And like you said, you know, we both were talking about our um, NPC days and competing and stuff like that. But a lot of people, like they, 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 we beat ourselves up, especially as powerlifters, right? Like we lift heavy all the time we're fucking going for those tears and like looking for those freaking doms and stuff like that and a lot of people would go into those ice baths and all this other stuff where really the more beneficial thing especially when it comes to strength training at least from what i found was actually just taking a step back into uh and and not doing so much uh you know workouts or or, or timing it in a different manner to where i'm not waking up every other day hitting it and go like, you know, eight o'clock in the morning, like maybe I do it on one day, eight o'clock, and then I'll wait 48 hours. And then I'll go at like, you know, later on in the day instead. So it kind of switches things up and it gives my body the more natural reaction to actually repair and to reconstruct and get stronger over time instead of trying to cut it shorter 
by using ice therapy. But anyway, I, I forget what it where it's at. Uh, I'll be oh, more prepared. I, but yeah. I, are you talking about um, Peter Gifford? Uh, I think so. Or, That's or, actually, it's it's ringing my. Yeah. Mm, I'm I trying to so, remember. Though. So my background is that I'm a kinesiologist. I'm actual. Mm-hmm. I'm actually uh, a medical practitioner. I specialize yeah, I in sports therapy. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah. And one of the things is, yeah, the the idea of like cryogenetic, not cryogenetics, but uh, well, I guess you can say it's under the scope of cryogenetics, which um, I, I think it was Peter Gifford. There's another guy that had a crazy name. I think you're right. It K. sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah, and the idea for like just getting people back in the game, yeah, the cryo, but as far as like lymphatic, um, lymphatic drainage, you know, people that are in, um, you know, radiation and so forth, a further scope practice would go into heat packs, cold pack. That's the alternate alternating effect for recovery. Um, because the whole thing is you can't just have something to neutralize. Um, you have to be able to have the body naturally flush out and repair itself. So that, that was just a general topic that I just threw out there, but I, I guess I should have put more context to it. No, no, and I think you're absolutely right. I wasn't disagreeing with you. Like I said earlier, like different strokes, different folks, everybody, you know, you can go into your genetics and all that other stuff. And, you know, obviously like your, your routines and your habits that's got you to that point where you're needing that kind of re- uh, therapy or whatnot, you know, everybody's, there's no, that's the one thing about fitness too, that I, I, a lot of times, not sometimes, a lot of times get really frustrated with is like, you know, everybody gets put in the shoe box and it's like, that's not actual fucking wellness. Like, you know, like everybody has their own fucking thing that they're dealing with and you can't just generalize everybody and say, this is the way to, recover this is what you need and put them in that shoebox is such bullshit but uh no i was just wondering because i thought that was an interesting i remember reading about it and going oh yeah you know for me personally uh it worked a lot better because i used to do it all the time it was you know hot cold therapy sometimes i would go straight into that ice bath and you know it it worked and stuff like that but when you're competing at that high level as far as like uh, a performing athlete i found it a lot more beneficial at least for myself particularly uh when i actually just take the step back and stopped using as much uh hot and cold therapy and stuff like that and actually was just more smart with my training regimen so i don't know i just i was just bringing it up because i thought it was an interesting topic though oh for sure for sure yeah the i forgot what i was gonna say oh well i you, you got my brain thinking about competitions and stuff like that and it's like oh my gosh it was so freaking unhealthy like talking about like uh the keto diet trying to cut you know let the the last weeks of your competition to show everything i hated and, them yes I and like i remember hated them. i would be on a treadmill like i wouldn't i would actually lose sleep not stick to my schedule because I was on the treadmill trying to sweat out, you know, dehydrate myself and all that fun stuff right before. And then competition day hits and I'm eating my carbs to force a inflammation response to pump up my muscles. And then you would feel like, shit. I always felt like shit. I felt like shit after when I would eat my carbs for the, you know, for that show period. And like, you, you, I always felt like shit. I'm so glad I'm not doing it anymore. I think about it often because like I feel I'm sorry if I'm cutting out I was walking on my house uh, I feel so good like leading up to but like the month before where shit gets real and you're starting like really dial it in I fucking hated it I hated every bit of it yeah I mean and then this is the thing like being fake 
like during my shows and stuff, like I keep myself like every single day in my own private portfolio. I take a photo a day of myself as my progress continues. And I hated it, hated it, hated it. And then showtime hits or whatever. And I, I'm looking at what the final result is to show to everybody. And the story, a picture's worth a thousand words. And it's like, I'm not proud. I'm just not proud. <laughs> yep. 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 It's such a fucking, but are you going to do it? You're like, <laughs> are you going to do another show? <laughs> no, I'm done. I am so done. And it, it, shows are so costly. And the idea of like show muscles versus like, uh, you know, maintenance. I mean, I love the idea of maintenance. I do keep to a certain routine, um, break up my year into like, okay, when you're, you have, you have to get fluffy. I mean, unfortunately, we have to get fluffy to get our gains back. It, mm-hmm, you can't mm-hmm. you can't deplete yourself and just keep building muscle up because and people don't understand that. People don't understand like, oh, I'm going to focus on on the scale for weight. You don't focus on the scale. Muscle weighs more than fat. You don't yep. know your actual progress. I, I mean, weigh the wanna, same. I yeah. weigh the same right now that I did when I was standing on stage competing for my pro card when I was yoked out of my mind. <laughs> like it, and that always like, even for all the years that I've been doing fitness and health and competing and stuff like that, when that, like when I actually, I rarely do it now, but when I step on the scan, I go, huh, that's actually kind of funny. I'm the same weight, like, <laughs> but I don't look the same. <laughs> exactly. I, I got like five different sizes in my freaking closet from size zero to size three and a size four um, of like dress sizes, pants and all that, because, you know, I'm okay with it. I, I just rotate through, but you know, it, people just don't understand that. And that's where their body dysmorphia kicks in. I'm happy with myself, but um, you, people got to realize they got to stop trying to be uh, ostentatious and do things for themselves and do it for your health and how you feel for sure. But yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I picked up um, jujitsu because I got to that point with power. I went bodybuilding. That shit sucked. I didn't want to take, and I'll be very honest. When I was competing at that level, guys, when, when you compete at that level, when you're trying to get your pro card, you take steroids. Like I took steroids. I, I was taking all kinds of shit. I was always like trying to be as best I could taking my blood and, you know, doing things as much as I could on the up and up. But <clears throat> I got to the point where I realized like it was either take a lot more or go find something else to do. And then I got into powerlifting because I thought, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to take that much steroids, but I can lift heavier and get a, a thicker, more denser look with my muscles if I'm lifting heavier. And then I got into, oh, I love like, cause it's different. It's a different kind of competing there in, on the stage with uh bodybuilding. It's very, um, it's subjective. Like, you know, the guy who's judging or the lady is judging you could have had a bad donut or a bad coffee and you look like shit. Like, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's all in the eye of the beholder. But if you go to powerlifting, it's either you got it or you didn't. And it's kind of subjective with that too. But I, I fell in love with that along with lifting heavier. Yeah, the steroid use was still there. And then I got to the age of 40 and I was like, man, I got to just maintain and keep moving. Uh, I, I like moving. I like fitness, but I can't keep either one of those up. So I got into jujitsu and, I, and it, you know, I think everybody finds that one thing. I absolutely love it. It's just different. It helps me, like our friend was saying, stay pliable. Uh, it helps me stay bendy. It's helped me stay, you know, I'm, I'm more flexible. I got my cardio up. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah. So. Yeah, I didn't start doing any weightlifting, not weightlifting, but uh, I always was a weightlifter, but I didn't start doing uh, any physique until 
got my pro card until I hit my the master class, which master class sounds really awesome, but it just means you're fucking old. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so funny. So even my like, you, you know, it's like a game of chess, right? Like that's the same thing with powerlifting and body. But I'm like, oh no, all right. If I wait one more year, then I can compete in my master class. <laughs> I'm not competing with all these fucking eighteen-year-olds anyway. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I mean, again, it's it's super expensive. It's super, it messes with you, mess, yeah, messes with your mindset when you become too uh, corrupted in that environment. And then if you want to make a career out of it, you're self-promoting, and you're lucky to basically make a few bucks here and there doing. Um, not sponsorships, but basically like, hey, well, let me be a spokesman to sell. If you don't have a nutrition company behind you, you're not making shit. I'll tell you that, right? Like I know Brandon exactly. Curry and his whole family and like Mark Lobiner from Tiger. Like I know him, I have them all on speed dial right now. And I can tell you right now, like I, I have tons of IFPB pro. You know this being a pro. So like unless you grab that sponsorship and even those people that, that the vast majority of them that you see out there that have, they're barely making there is no money there unless you're like one of the very higher up elite uh like dedicated lifers uh you know it's just not worth it in my humble opinion but that's just me you know for those guys like you uh, brandon i'll tell you right now it's worth it for him it's worth it for him and his family like not to put his uh stuff out there but he gets flown out to uh you know the oxygen gym in the middle east and the gentleman that that sponsors him you know, he gets everything on a fucking platter. And so, and then some of his family gets taken care of. Uh, but it's just, it's, that's not really realistic for the vast majority of us. So anyway, uh, Hey kid, I actually mm -hmm. do have to wrap it up and get out of here. Um, I would love to do this again. Uh, maybe, maybe we do this at another time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what? I, I'll just keep it up to you when you have the time and you want to just throw out uh, a message and let me know when it's available for you. You know, I, this is just impromptu, something a little bit different. And uh, I wanted to just touch base on, you know, what uh, Fe Fit February is. Um, it's not just, uh, you know, about females or males and sob stories or this and that and what type, what health actually means. Um, and give a little stories, backgrounds and lessons we learn from it and how we can do better. So I appreciate it. I'm going to actually close the space down and uh, the recording can be caught and I'm going to upload it into a podcast. If there's anything that you want me to retract, I can just cut it out. Just let me know. Okay. So thank you very much. See ya. Take care. <laughs>